0: Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach, and it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self-awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is gonna be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just wanna feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hi guys. Welcome to episode one of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, owner and founder of Ohm Therapy Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, First of all, I just really want to take a moment to be mindful and thank you for taking the time to tune in. This is something that you are choosing to do and I wanted to honor that you are actually um, here because you're taking time out of your day. So thank you so much for being here. I really hope that this is a space for you to learn, grow, find support, and um, you know, lots of information and tools for your healing journey. And if you are on the stages of starting your own business and you uh, really have a purpose and a mission, I hope that this podcast also provides resources for you to get going with that. And I'll explain how all of that kind of ties in today um, because I know it can kind of seem like, whoa, she's talking about mental health, wellness, um, but she's also talking about business and spirituality and entrepreneurship. How does this all fit together? I honestly had no idea that it would, and now that I'm here, I, it all makes a lot of sense. So I will <laughs> spend today kind of um, sharing more about my story, sharing more about um, my journey towards becoming a conscious leadership coach and uh, what's going on with Shit Therapy Coaching, what's going on with the brand, and all of that wonderful stuff yeah. So where to start? Well, first of all, it is a cloudy day here in Los Angeles by the beach where I live. And uh, as I sit here in my office, looking around at my beautiful walls and my art and my dog is sleeping and everything is so peaceful, I never would have imagined myself here, not even five years ago. Um This is my dream life. I am living my dream life. Uh, I come from a background of trauma and uh, chronic anxiety and depression, suicidality, um, feeling really lost, feeling very damaged and broken. And never really thinking that this was something I could achieve for myself, that if I wanted to have this kind of life where it's abundant in uh, friendships, in relationships, in um, career, in purpose, and just everything just feels so fulfilled and abundant (laughs) financially as well. I I can't leave that out. I honestly thought I was going to have to compromise my, my morals, my values, my ethics, my integrity, um, myself. And for many years, I did that, and I never got where I wanted to be. And then as soon as I got into alignment and refused to be shifted out of it by anybody or anything, that is when everything manifested for me. And so I want to share with you my journey, not to uh, you know bring attention to me necessarily, but to show you and illustrate that... The, the life that we lead is very windy and twisted, and just because we believe we are not meant for something or we're not good enough, smart enough, capable enough, um, whatever it might be, that we are that essentially all of us are worthy of everything and that if you have the right tools, support, guidance, um, if you can teach yourself things, if you have motivation, if you dream it, you can create it. But it does take a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. And I do come from a place of having um, privilege. I understand that. And definitely opportunities that many people don't have. At the same time, I have seen uh, countless people from very different walks of life, including one of my parents who is an immigrant and came here and really made an incredible life for themselves, Um, I've seen it manifest for people who really didn't think it was at all possible for them. And and it's those of you who I want to reach out to the most and say, if you are in a position right now where you are like, I cannot have what I want, I am not worthy of what I want, I'm not ready to, to claim it, you are ready. Just by being here on this podcast, just by listening, I know that you're ready. So give yourself a little credit and start going after the things you want to go after. But easier said than done, I know. So we will start at the very beginning, and I'll tell you a little bit about my journey and how I got here. So My journey, my journey, my journey. So I was born and raised in the suburbs of New Jersey. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with New Jersey, but the suburbs are very quiet, uh, very peaceful, very, um, you know, everything should look good behind closed doors. Uh, Everybody looks, you know, kind of good and put together on the outside, But kind of on the inside, there's a lot of dysfunction. There's a lot of things happening. And for me, um, there were things that showed up in my early childhood that although I had a roof over my head and I was very privileged in that sense and I had everything I needed, there was a lot of emotional instability and chaos that happened that eroded my sense of self, made me feel really unsafe and actually led to complex post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, which I only recognize much later in life. So, uh, you know, I I go into it in detail on other podcast interviews. I don't want to waste time here on all the nitty gritty. uh, But for those of you who are Uh, Joining me for the first time, I encourage you go check out my website. There's a whole page um, on press and um, news, and I believe. And on there are all of the podcast interviews I've done, especially around um, self-healing. If you go down to the earliest ones, you'll find my detailed story there. But essentially, uh, you know, I had mental illness in my family, um, a lot of relationship dysfunction between my mother and father growing up, a lot of um, me being kind of triangulated to be the perfect child, the golden child, kind of to bring, um, you know, the family honor and um, to, you know, nothing that I think... I know was bad intention, but I ended up really getting caught in the middle of a lot of things that um, you know I really shouldn't have. And then on top of that, I was really bullied in school. I there was these these kids were just relentless. And from I would say like maybe like first grade, second grade uh, up until I left, I was really really ostracized, uh, really bullied, really just made to feel worthless. And essentially, what that ended up doing was creating a really ruptured sense of self. I uh, I had this kind of major split. On the one hand, I was a really, really great student. I got straight A's. I tested really, really highly on the uh, standardized tests and all of those things, and I was easy to get along with and, you know, parents and adults love me and I was like so special. And then I was like tortured in school and told I was like worthless and told like nobody be friends with her and don't touch her. She's like not, you know, she's contagious or she's like whatever. Um, And so it, it, it was really hard. It was hard being this kind of great student, wanting to achieve things, wanting to do good in the world, really nerdy from the beginning, really gentle. Like I'm not like trying to ever make up somebody I'm not, but I will say that like in that early childhood experience, I really lost a lot of my light because I was really bright as a child and I really wanted to connect with people, wanted to, to, uh, you know help them and empower and even from a young age and um and I and I remember even you know at like 10 or 11 years old I led this whole school wide recycling campaign like out of nowhere <laughs> because I saw like lots of trash in our playground and I was like we can't have this um so I was always like that kid but I think that also led to a lot of being called out and um, being made fun of, you know, just wanting to be, I don't know, a good person made me a target. So it was really interesting that I had a lot of really positive things going on for me in my life, but at the same time, I felt like I wanted to die. And when I was around 12 years old, I remember being suicidal. I remember feeling like life wasn't just wasn't worth living. And and I would look, and we lived on the Hudson River in New York, um, across from New York and New Jersey. And in this time, and I remember looking at the George Washington Bridge and being really young and kind of fantasizing about jumping off of it. And that scared the shit out of my parents <laughs> when they found out. So I went to therapy, and and I and you know there really wasn't anything anybody could do because at the end of the day I was still getting teased, still getting bullied for my weight, uh, for playing piano, for getting good grades, for being goody two shoes, whatever they wanted to say. Now I know it's all kind of projections and and things like that, but at the time as a child it was really traumatic. So the amount of anxiety I had every day showing up to school, the amount of Pressure I felt to pretend like everything was okay when I was screaming inside. I was so scared and overwhelmed that that suppression of that, you know, really led to some trauma that I, I noticed later on, and in, in the ways that I. Found friends, the ways, the kinds of friends I wanted to be around, the way that they treated me, and and what I let happen. And you know, as you grow up, you kind of it it slips into dangerous territory because as a kid, you're surrounded by other children who bully you and make you feel less than. And then as an adult, you surround yourself with other people like that, and that's just not. A happy place to be. I I kind of want to say it's not a healthy place to be, but I don't even like that word "healthy." I feel like it has a lot of um, judgment, and and there's it's loaded. So I want to say that it's not a happy place to be, and the way that you know these things unfolded, led me to kind of experience other traumas throughout my adolescence. Um, I had a breakup with a high school boyfriend who, uh, I mean, just completely devastated me. And for years and years, I still held such wounding around that. And that was really a traumatizing first love breakup type of situation. Um, And then later on, I was sexually assaulted actually more than once in college. And that was just totally life-changing and not in a good way. So as I look back, you know, and I I, I I look back with a lot of compassion, a lot more than I used to, and I noticed that everything, as painful as it was, as traumatizing as it was, as much as it affected my life in a negative way, it also affected me in a very positive way. And I look, I can say that now, now that I've gone through a deep healing process, it's been years and years and years that I've been thinking and working and releasing around this experience um, and my other experiences around trauma. And I can say that without a doubt, these experiences led me to where I am now. They led me to discover my purpose, which is To be transparent, to share my experiences and to normalize what is being human, and to uplift and help uh, those of you who are in a position of awakening where you are discovering who you are, you are healing, you're giving yourself permission to grow, and you are also finding yourself on the other end, maybe wanting a huge life change in terms of what you're doing with your career. And that might mean going into the healing and wellness field because that's what happened to me. And that's what happened to so many other people that I know, colleagues, friends, clients. Um, As soon as we really access the power of deep healing and transformative inner healing for ourselves and we walk that path through our shadows and and towards the light um, of rediscovering who we are and our power we want to give that to everybody. I mean, like, that's literally, that was my thinking. I was like, I started my Instagram not because I wanted to be famous or be an influencer or make money or, you know, like all of that, like, doesn't matter. I don't even know. I didn't even know how to do that if I wanted to. (laughs) I just was like going through my master's program. And this is after, you know, I went through kind of My traumas, I was really, really lost after college, Um, still hadn't addressed any of my deep healing, hit rock bottom, I would say, in my mid-20s. And this was around like 2013, 2014. Um, And that's when I was in such a dark place that I was very suicidal. I never took action on it. Um, You know, to this day, I'm, I'm so thankful that there was some kind of semblance of self-protection there that that stopped me from actually doing anything. Um, but I, I didn't want to live. I just didn't see a point in living. I didn't have any purpose. I didn't know who I was. I graduated college with a degree in acting. I hated acting. <laughs> yeah, I had outgrown it. Um, I had done it since I was a kid, and I just really, by the time I, you know, graduated college, I was like, "This is not the life I want to live." Um, it's just not an alignment, and I didn't know what alignment was. But now that I look back, I'm like, "That's what it felt like." It just felt like I was living this facade. This I was an imposter in my own life. You know, I was I was pretending to be really happy, social. You know, um, uh, having a direction, but really, I was completely the opposite. I just wanted to be alone. I didn't know what, what was going on. I felt really really um totally lost and um around this time i met my partner I also had been going to therapy for a little bit. And this was, I want to say, in 2014. 2015, I, I started to feel like my therapy wasn't working. I started to feel like I was hitting a, a wall. And I had been in therapy on and off throughout my life. Um, and now at this point, I was waiting tables in Los Angeles. I had come out for college to go to USC. And you know, a bunch of things had happened that really um, annihilated my self-worth and uh, made me really lost. And so I was in this period in my mid-20s and waiting tables seeing all of my friends and family just completely pass me by doing things that um you know getting married having babies buying houses and me just feeling like okay like i guess this is going to be it for me i'm going to wait tables and maybe i'll be a manager one day and that's that'll be it you yeah, know cool um but deep down in my heart i i felt like that was so wrong i i knew i was like this is not this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I used to feel so bright inside. I used to feel like I had such purpose and I needed to get back to that. And I don't know when it like disappeared and when I felt like, you know, completely unworthy and incapable and that replaced any sense of feeling, um, you know, worthy or capable of doing what I what I dreamed of but it was there I couldn't I just felt totally blocked so in 2015 I kind of dropped out of therapy I felt like I'd hit a wall I really understood my trauma I really processed some of the stuff I had went through Um, And at this point, um, I had been in therapy on and off, like I said, my whole life. So I had done the therapy thing um, and I was ready to move on. So I dove into self-healing. And uh, in that journey, I, uh, for about a year and a half, really dove into meditation, mindfulness. I lived um, as part of, I got into a master's program for clinical psychology. I started learning deeply about trauma and relationships and early childhood development. And and it blew my mind away. And part of the program was uh, go away. you know, they offer study abroad for a couple of weeks and um, they had the, the spiritual depth psychology section, which I at first really laughed at because I was like, oh my God, spirituality and psychology. How could those two things go together? Meanwhile, look where I am now. Um, but I was really, I felt so called to go on their little spring break trip. And I went and I lived with these incredibly badass Buddhist monks, Tibetan Buddhist monks in the south of France in a 500-year-old chateau, um, t- you know, learning from the masters all about mindfulness, meditation. And they brought in even um, psychologists, French psychologists who integrated meditation and mindfulness into their practices. And that just, that really blew things wide open. And I never seen the combination of of kind of spirituality and psychology in one, and it blew my mind because it resonated so deeply with me that I dove into Buddhism, dove into meditation, into the neuropsychology behind it, teaching myself all about it, taking courses with Dr. Dan Siegel. Um, He's like one of the pioneers in this field, and really uh, trying to rewire myself, and then I discovered somatic healing and I dove into studying that. And before I knew it, I'd kind of created this very particular way of approaching trauma, complex trauma and, um, post-traumatic stress disorder to be specific, uh, you know, based on my own experiences of complex trauma in my early childhood and then, you know, larger traumas that had happened later on. And, um, I kind of put together this holistic way of approaching it that really worked for me. And I really wanted to do that for clients. So at this time, I was finishing up my master's in like 20, I want to say 2018. And um, this was, oh no, sorry, I was finishing up my master's in 2016. um, And at this time, I was... Interning as a clinical therapist, working with clients um, in that way. And I really had, and I also talk about this on other podcast um, episodes, not this podcast, but on interviews. So again, go check out my website for those. But essentially, I um, really got it was very distasteful and really unaligned the clinical world, um, for me. So I, my school was really, really progressive. I really just had such an amazing time there. Their program was incredible. I learned so much. They were so, um, forward thinking. And I kind of expected that from my, uh, experience in the clinical world when I interned and I was going to go for my license and, um, as a licensed clinical, uh, therapist. So um, when I got to my internship, what I was met with was really, really archaic shit, and a lot of unethical behavior on the, you know, part of directors and supervisors knowing that the clients were not the priority. Um, you know, I wasn't getting paid at all, but I was asked to basically work, you know, up to like 40 hours a week, if not more. I had friends who were working 60, 80 hours a week, uh, not getting paid, seeing tons of clients, burning out, working second jobs. At this point, I was also an executive assistant during the day, finishing up, you know, school and graduating and doing classes at night and on weekends, and also interning for clinical hours at nights and on weekends. So I didn't have like any time at all for myself, self-care. I was always stressed about bills. I Could like literally not pay my bills for months at a time because my partner um, as well was going through a transition and he was not, you know, having a lot of trouble finding work. And so it was really scary and really, really tight. And I thought, you know, hey, here I am self healing, getting better, finding myself, really feeling like, hell yeah, I wanna work with people who have experienced trauma, who are dealing with complex trauma, who want to work through things in a holistic way like I did, who are not, who don't wanna be pathologized. Um, as broken or as disordered, but really just want to learn how to work with their neuro and biodiversity. And that is, you know, we're all, we have bio-individuality. We're all, our bodies, our minds, everything is all individual to us, our experiences, nobody's the same. So I really wanted to bring forward this idea of like holistic work, you know, instead of approaching people from a diagnostic perspective, let's approach people from um, a holistic human perspective, and let's look at trauma as kind of the thing that we all go through that leads to things like anxiety and depression and mood disorders and other things, and, and even personality disorders, which we're learning now through, through new research. So it's all related to trauma, so much of it. So um, I started my, my Instagram, for those of you who've been with me since the beginning, I started my Instagram because as I was going through my master's program, I was like, holy shit, like everybody needs to know this stuff. Everybody should be learning this. I like the things I was learning everybody could understand it wasn't like, you know, that extreme and it's, and it's the way that it's taught or it's language. Like, you know, it's not like we're learning like, it's like specific neuroscience or, or how to code DNA or whatever, you know, like nothing. I mean, these are terms like, Hey, if you had a parent that wasn't there for you emotionally, it's gonna fuck you up Like <laughs> like that. I was like, Oh my God, why isn't this everywhere? Why don't we know about attachment theory? Why, why don't we know? that this affects our relationships as we grow up. How come no one told us in school, You know, along with the ridiculous algebra that we never use, oh yeah, this is how to regulate emotions. Oh yeah, this experience is gonna make you feel this way and feelings are not gonna kill you, but they're really scary and they can be intense. Here's how to move through them. Like, why didn't we learn any of that stuff, you know? And again, granted, a lot of this stuff is is relatively new, um, but at the same time, what is it that we are placing value on as a society, right? Um, so yeah, so... At this point, I started the, the the Instagram page with just the intent of like, okay, here's my Instagram. Let me just share the things I'm learning. Let me talk about what I'm doing for myself. Let me talk about what I'm doing for clients. Um, maybe at some point I can get some therapy referrals, but I never ever anticipated it to be anything that would be a business or anything like that. So that was like, that was just as much of a shock to you as it was to me. So (laughs) um, with that, I just started posting stuff from the, you know, information from books I was reading, uh, meditation guidance, tools, journal prompts, things I was doing every single day. And the, the... You know the the channel just blew up, and I was shocked and overwhelmed and really excited, but also like, well, what do I do with this? Um, Because now I have this platform, and um, I still wasn't fully in my integrity at this time when I had started the program, or not program, but when I started the Instagram page, I was still um, really relying heavily on on negative coping mechanisms. I was hurting myself by abusing alcohol. I was really having toxic interactions with my partner. Um, And I was still teaching and out there. And the imposter syndrome was huge, but it also really challenged me to show up for my work. And I started to feel like, okay, I can't feel this imposter syndrome anymore. So let me really just stop tiptoeing around my healing and and trying things for weeks at a time, and then going back. And let me just really commit. So at some point um, in that journey, I just dove in, and I really committed. And, um, I took wellness on as, as my business. And I said, okay, if I'm really going to do this and I want to share this with other people, I want to do it in a bigger way than just sitting in a room as a therapist with a client. And I ran into a friend of mine, um, at school and I realized that she was a coach and I had never met a life coach in person. I honestly had so many negative preconceptions about what (laughs) a life coach was. I, yeah, I think like many of you I probably I thought, you know, who is this person? They're probably a fake therapist. They don't have any real training. They don't know what they're doing. You know, how can they be allowed to practice? They're just unlicensed mental health professionals, blah 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 blah. Whatever. They're greedy. They're just, you know, scamming people for money. All the worst things you could possibly think of. I thought coaches like were that and granted, like you know, like I'm sure, and I'm sure there's coaches out there who are kind of predatory and and don't have people's best interest at heart and things like that, you know. But that's not like a majority of coaches. It's just the same thing as therapists. There are good ones and bad ones. They're people at the end of the day, right? So I talked to my friend and I and I asked her about coaching. And my goal at the time was ultimately to get a PsyD, which is a doctoral degree in clinical psychology with a focus on clinical work, not research, um, because I really enjoy working one-on-one with people. But to facilitate this, I needed money. Like this is expensive and very privileged to go to school as an adult because I mean, I don't have kids. I don't have like the huge overhead of having like a family and, and the responsibilities of that. Um, luckily, but it, it, it's I can't imagine, like it's it's such a privilege to be able to go to school as an adult and get, get a higher education. Um, because when I graduated my master's program, guys, they were going to, like no one was going to pay me more than $10 an hour to work for them. And that was more, or that was less that I was making as an executive assistant. I was making more as an assistant that without the master's degree than I was going to be making as a full-time therapist with a master's degree um, after I graduated. And it was like, how could that be? So my plan totally went down the drain. <laughs> I was you know, going to get my license as a master's level therapist and then go to my doctoral program while I was getting licensed and seeing clients thinking I was going to be paid for my work, but uh, I guess that's not a thing. And now that that wasn't a thing, I, you know, how am I going to get my doctoral degree? How am I going to go after this dream that I really want? Because I believe that the degree meant that I would help more people. Uh, ironically, I have helped far more people without the degree on Instagram than I have as a therapist behind closed doors or formally as a psychologist. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting, this whole up and down secular, secular journey. That's just like, you go around in circles and cycles and, and, and up and down. And, um, you know, there's sometimes it feels like you don't know where you're going to end up. And I think I hear this a lot in my discovery calls, uh, and in the beginning of the program for our group coaching. And I hear people say, "I just feel like all these pieces don't make any sense." And and I promise you, it all comes together and makes sense. So um, <laughs> it just takes a little bit of time, and it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. But you'll see everything come together. Your whole journey, your evolution, everything you've gone through, is has gotten you to this point, and it's meant to lead you somewhere special. So, I started the Instagram. It blew up. um, And I found my friend who was a coach. I asked her how she did it. And I just started taking on clients. I was doing it as a therapist. And I said, why not? You know, hey, I'm here. I want to help. There are people who want to work with me. And I don't know if you guys know um, the rules in the United States, um, but. Over here, if you're a therapist and you are not licensed, you have to be under supervision, which means that you need to have like someone supervising you as you see clients. Um, there's a limit to how many clients you could see at once. And they all have to be in your state where you're getting licensed, which means I could create my Instagram. I could have created a huge community there. But really, the only people I could help had to be in California if I was going to be helping under you know the guise of being a therapist. Also, there's a lot of ethical rules around marketing, around self-disclosure and talking about yourself and your journey um, if you're going to be a therapist. And so I wanted to be mindful of that. And so I really felt like coaching was more my calling. I could really incorporate a holistic approach. I could toss in all of the amazing neuroscience and NLP and somatic healing and meditation and journal prompts and all the things that really work for me. I could toss into my program, make it totally, totally mine. I knew it worked. I you know, started already working with therapy clients in kind of this modality. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I um, opened up Own Therapy Coaching to One-to-One Coaching, and it quickly expanded from there. And I started seeing uh, clients as a mental health coach, and specifically working with women. Uh, you know, a- after they've already done the processing in therapy around their trauma, helping them move forward and creating new identities, new realities, new um, perspectives, and programming, so that they could really feel empowered to step into their highest self. And that was life changing. You know, I I started seeing clients in April of 2019. So this isn't even that long ago, guys. Um, So I started seeing clients via ohm therapy coaching in 2019. Then I hired my first coach towards the end of that year. um, And I loved her. Her name was Lauren Daly. Lauren, shout out. If you are listening, you are amazing. Um, And I did her program. And that was really, that just, Started everything really, um, you know, in a professional capacity, uh, in a business capacity. So I went from just kind of having an Instagram page and having clients that were, I felt they were they were doing really well and everything was going well. But I, as a business owner, felt like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> um, you know, I felt like I had no systems, no real understanding or framework around opening essentially an online private practice. So I really uh, was so grateful for my first coach. I almost threw up the first time I invested. It was expensive and it was more than I had. It was absolutely more than I made, uh, but I made it happen. I said, okay, where can I cut my expenses? I know this is going to be an investment that's going to re- you know, return to me and more, and that this is really what I want to do. I love my community on Instagram and I love my community online, all of my social um, areas now. I love you guys who are listening. Um, And I just really, really love working with people. And I feel so fucking called to help on a much bigger stage in a bigger way. Um, So I got my first coach. I hit my first 10K month within the first, I think, six weeks. It was crazy. I had no idea I could do that. I quit my nine to five job. I was like, I'll see you later. I realized that I could run my coaching business and go back to school and get my doctorate. And so that was really my plan. and this was towards the end of last year. So I had consistent, uh, you know, $15,000 months by the end of the year. It was absolutely insane. Uh, I felt completely in alignment. I had wonderful, wonderful clients. They were experiencing these life changing shifts that they hadn't experienced in therapy, which was such a. Um, Oh man, just felt really good. You know, people. I know what that's like to go to therapy for a long time and get to a certain place and and hit a wall, and then you want to go further. and And I really felt so good that they had reached a place where they felt like they broke through. And so everything was so good. I ended up moving to work with a different coach, Amanda Bucci, who I absolutely adore, and she is incredible. If you guys are looking for a conscious leadership mentor and a business mentor. And I wanted to work with her for a long time because I listened to her podcast and I really appreciated how, you know, in her integrity she always has been, how transparent she always has been, and how I never felt like she was pushy or salesy. And that is not my style either. I am here to help, I'm not here to like. You know, take anything from anybody. I don't have time. I don't want to. Um, I don't want it if you don't want to give it to me. Um, consent is sexy, guys, in all capacities. So, including coaching. So, um, you know, as I evolved and the new year turned, I had a self-love workshop in February. I feel so aligned and so incredible. I haven't. I hit my one year without alcohol in my life in July. So that was something that personal goal I set for myself as well. um, This past July hit one year and um, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey these last two years, specifically that own therapy coaching has existed two and a half years. So it's really fast how everything happened. Um, so you know, at this point, or should I say, yeah, closer to three years. So I should honor that. So like three years. So I've been in business, you know, three years as home therapy coaching, um, and we just made more than we've ever made. And it's and I'm hiring people, and it's it's absolutely crazy. So as this last year hit, I had the self love workshop in February, um, and after I had that, I was basically making. Consistent 20000 $25,000 months. Things were really good. I was about to create a whole new group program for self awakening and healing. And then COVID hit. So, yeah. So, COVID hit. And that was a nightmare, as everybody still knows, because <laughs> we are still in it. But um, so, COVID hit. And my biggest fear was waking up one day and my entire business being gone. And that happened. So, in March, <laughs> over the course of like a week, my entire one-to-one practice, except for maybe two or three people, lost their jobs. No longer were able to afford coaching, which I completely understood. Um, were scared, panicking, not sure what they were going to do. What you know wasn't sure if they were going to leave the country. I mean, it was just you know, as we all know, it was a mass panic. So, my one-to-one clients really hit the pause. And I had just moved into a two-bedroom apartment. I had set up my office. I was expanding. I had just hired a VA to help me with with things. And I didn't want to just immediately turn around and say, oh, my God, I'm sorry, but I have to fire you, um, because this person also was relying on me for their work and their money. And so uh, it was horrible. I'm not going to lie. It was really fucking scary. It was like everything I had feared coming true. And to no fault of anybody's, you know, obviously this is just how it is. This is what happens. This is life. Sometimes we can't predict and we just have to hang on. And so I reached out to my support team, my coach, and I said, okay, I do not want to step out of integrity. I don't want to, you know, work for anybody else. I don't want to, you know, stop running my business. What can I do? How can I create something that's going to support? And from that, we created the Ohm Wellness Collective So for a few months during COVID, we were offering some of the um, Instagram and online world's best wellness professionals, offering workshops and yoga classes and um, group circles and support groups and all of those kinds of things. And therapists were facilitating workshops, um, all for $10 to $25. And uh, that was really, really great. We were able to create something, gave back. It didn't last. It was a lot harder to run than we expected it to be, but for those of you who were able to join us. It was a really magical little experience. Um, And that really got me back and feeling like, okay, I can, I can still step up to this. I can face my fear. I don't have to let everything crumble. Let me think of something I can create. And from this time, I saw all of my colleagues who were um, clinical interns really struggling to find work. And these are people I really respect. These are people who I have trained with, who I've learned alongside, who I know are ethical and lovely human beings who have so much to heal. Um, So much healing knowledge and energy to offer that I just couldn't, I just didn't want them to be completely out of work. I just couldn't watch it happen. What meanwhile, like, you know, I'm like, you know, also trying to figure out my stuff, but I also did not want to go back to that clinical world. (laughs) I just couldn't. So, I looked at that. I looked at other healers who were like, couldn't go to their offices, couldn't see their clients in person. And I said, you know what? I brought my practice online. I gained my following online completely, you know, ethically. I never, you know, bought followers or got weird or tried to sell anything like that wasn't really truly coming from a place of service and trying to help. So why don't I just reach out? like, see what people are thinking. And I talked to a couple of friends of mine. I talked to a few therapists, a few psychologists, a few holistic healers, spiritual guides, people that I knew personally. And I said, what do you think if I create, you know, like a program to help people like you since you can't go and work with anybody uh, in person right now as a Reiki practitioner or or as a tarot reader, a spiritual healer, as a therapist, as a coach, you really can't see anybody. So like why don't I teach people how to build their online practices so just in case this COVID thing lasts for you know a long time, they can start to get their income going. They can help people. They're also on the flip side. I saw the world crumbling and I was watching people I knew, including myself, falling back into depression, anxiety, uh, trauma symptoms just totally taking over and paralyzing people that I loved, including myself. Again, I'm in this boat too. And um, and I, and I was like, we need to connect the healers to the people hurting. <laughs> like, that has to happen right now as soon as possible. So uh, I created the Ohm Leadership Academy. And I have to tell you, I flew by the seat of my friggin' pants. I... Spent a weekend holed up, and I just wrote the entire program. I don't know where it, I downloaded it from. Just I knew that this had to come out, and I guess it was kind of percolating already inside of me. And I created this twelve-module course, and I ran the first round this past March. And I watched all of these incredible healing healers and human beings um, bring their light to the world via social media. And I watch them grow their practices, quit their day jobs, move into a house, upgrade their living situation, <laughs> um, support their partner if their partner's out of work. I've watched them claim their power. I've watched them. Really step into their leadership and work through so many inner things that came up as they grew their business that we worked on together as well. You know, imposter syndrome, uh, feelings of, you know, how do I deal with clients and anxiety around, um, you know, stepping into the space of being seen online, because that's really difficult to put yourself out there. It's not just about getting clients, it's about, well, You know, you're putting your your life, your journey, your ups and downs out there for people to judge and see, and that can be really scary. And especially if, like, hello, you have trauma from childhood, um, especially around social stuff, this can be especially scary. So, so we worked on that, and I saw them just create abundance for themselves, and I was themselves, and I was just like, you know, what? I can't do anything else. This is it. So, (laughs) I really wanted to launch this podcast around the same time that we're launching a full new product suite for the Ohm uh, company. We are launching a self-paced course. It's going to be broken down in a payment plan, $166 a month, and that is over six months. And it's super easy. It's self-paced. It's nice and, and cheap. So that way you can just buy it. You have access to the whole program right away, but you don't have to pay all up front for it. You can do it over um, six different payment installments. And then we have the Ignite group program coming up in October 1st is when we're going to start. September 1st is when enrollment opens. And this is uh, essentially the mastermind that I just ran. We're now calling it Ignite. So Ignite is going to be the program I just ran. It's going to be for three months and is for all of you light leaders looking to start your businesses, create your signature offer, grow your online community and potential client base, and really establish. Establish yourself as a conscious leader in the online world. And this is all encompassing for business and inner work. And we really work on so much of, like I said, the inner stuff that comes up along with the practical. Things that you need to know around business and systems and structure and all of that good stuff to get you in the most successful place as possible. So with that, um, in January we are going to be launching um, a second level mastermind, and this group is going to be for six months. We're going to have a retreat, and it's for those of you conscious entrepreneurs who are in the space of already having between eight to ten thousand dollars months. Um, you know, so between you know having a full client roster, or, you know, making around that much, uh, and looking. To really scale and you know take off the coach hat and put on the CEO hat and get to seven figures. So we're talking like passive revenue streams, creating like online courses, retreats, diversifying your revenue streams, um, growing your social audience and influence, working with brands, hiring out, um, you know, growing your team, all of those things, and how to really embody your uh, highest self, your most conscious leader as you step into the space of massive abundance. So it all starts with alignment. I came to this space because I was really looking to heal myself, to work on my own, you know, uh, self worth and 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 finding my own purpose. And then through that, discovered a methodology that worked. Brought people through that methodology, watched them discover their purpose, build a six-figure business in eight months, guys. Like I, I started taking clients in April. I. Started making my first $10,000 month in September. And within a year, I have scaled to almost like mid six figures. So, or I'm growing to that point now. And so it's really, really, really incredible watching this whole process because with the right support and guidance, I took my passion, my gifts, my purpose translated it into a business and I'm experiencing this massive shift in abundance and self-worth and all the good things while living in alignment, never having to question or um, push against my morals or my values and working with clients who are seeing transformations that I mean, it shakes my world up. So, you know, it's incredible. It's an incredible space to be in. I encourage you guys, wherever you are on this healing journey, um, that you tune into this podcast, step out into the light. Let us see you, let us watch you expand and grow and go through your own process because that is really what builds trust and connection anyway, so let us see you. Don't be afraid. And let us be a part of your journey. And so if you don't have an Instagram page and you're not out there yet, it's okay. Start processing for yourself what your journey has been, what your story is, what, what it is that you feel called to do. And, and I know somewhere inside of you, you already kind of know. And I want you to honor that. No matter what anybody else says, no matter where you are right now, if you have to totally switch and pivot paths, if you're like, you know, I'm working a nine to five as a digital designer, how do I step into being a yoga coach or a a trauma-informed yoga um, and spiritual coach? Well, let me show you. (laughs) I will tell you, I promise. So anybody can have this life, you guys. It is... It is really for those of you who are ready to claim it. That's really the deciding factor is whether or not you feel like you are ready enough to step into the space. And even if you're not ready, willing to at least jump in and be guided and supported by someone. And if it's not me, I really encourage you guys, please find someone, find a mentor, find a guide, especially if you're a woman in this space, in the entrepreneurial space, in the entrepreneurial and wellness space. Find somebody who gets you, who gets what you want to do, who sees your vision and your mission and your bigger picture, and who can guide you in an ethical and aligned way that feels really good for you so that you can create your dream life around your gifts and around what you're meant to be doing with your soul's purpose. It is, again, really possible, so please. Um, Now, with this podcast, I, I did notice that there's a lack of conscious leaders right now, and I think... We are starting to see more and more the word conscious being used. And it's like, what is that? What is a conscious leader? What does that even mean? Am I this person? Um, you know, so first of all, I want to say we're seeing more than ever how broken our systems are, how broken we are as a society and as a human race, and that we really need to do so much healing work. It, the the breakdown of government and systems of oppression, and we're seeing riots, and we're seeing um, discord, and we're seeing anger, and we're seeing pain, and we're seeing um, horrible, horrible abuse of power, and lots of different things that are just showing us, and, and we're kind of pulling the veil over what's really happening, and it's shocking, but it's because the people who are in leadership positions are not conscious. We can't vilify Leadership, we can't vilify wealth, we can't vilify power because those things are always going to exist. And I don't foresee us like not having money and going back to a bartering system anytime soon, or suddenly waking up and and everybody's giving each other, you know, equal amounts of power. I don't see that happening. What I see is those of us with good hearts, those of us who have experienced pain at the hands of some of these kinds of ba- more you know, unhealed people, I don't want to say bad, but I would say unhealed, un- unconscious people, and maybe some bad people, that we have internalized and equated you know, the, what we associate with these people as being bad along with these people. So maybe these people have power over us and they've victimized us. Maybe they have a lot of money and they've, um, you know, held it over our heads and, and made us, you know, uh, be in relationships or do things because they were financially supporting us. Or maybe, um, you know, I know, I, (laughs) I know a lot of people I've seen have parents who, um, financially supported them for a long time and the money was really held over them as a way of, controlling. So like what are some of the relationships what is the relationship you have with money? What is the relationship you have with abundance and wealth and power? And what is stopping you from feeling like you can step into a position where you are a leader in government, where you are a, a an entrepreneur and business owner, where you are in a position of power to be able to influence and change the world? Because I'm going to tell you something right now, people who are in power right now, who are unhealed, who are unconscious, who are hurting and 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 causing tremendous pain, and we're gonna honestly, at the end of the day, destroy this entire planet and humankind as we know it, they're never gonna stop feeling like they can take that power. They're never gonna stop feeling like it's theirs and and they're gonna go for it and they're gonna take it. And the wealth is gonna be theirs and the power is going to be theirs and we're gonna, gonna t- continue to see um a huge disempowerment of those of us in this conscious space and the healing space and the wellness space, and who are people who have done their own inner work, gone through the depths of their own shadows and their own inner hell, and really understand what it means to be um, a leader in to other people who are going through their own journeys. and um, and so we need to we need to, rather than demonize these things, right? We need to take them. If we're going to do a better job, we need to step up and do that job. If we, can, if we can attract abundance and help a tremendous amount of people in the process, why wouldn't we do that? What can you do with that abundance? You can turn it around and repurpose it to serve the community that you've created. You can create free offerings. You can hire employees and create an economy around your light. You can um, give back to causes, missions, uh, politicians, uh, you know, anything that really is aligned with your mission and your purpose. You can amplify what it is you're trying to do because money is not evil. Money is an amplifier in the hands of whoever is holding it. So if you are someone who is in integrity and you are in your integrity, you're ethical, you know who you are, you've done your exploration, you know you're wounding, you're not going to go out there and hurt other other people with your wealth. You're not going to take advantage of them. What you're going to do is help. They're going to want to give you their money and then you're going to take that and change the world. So I want to encourage you to reframe your perception of the way, um, money, power, and um, all that stuff is because you can have it too, but you have to give yourself permission. No one is going to give you any of that. And that's something I've learned is that you really have to kind of face your fears and look look at really clearly what is it around these things that is holding me back from claiming them and move forward and do it because we need you In positions of power so we can start to change the systems that are oppressing and holding us down. If we don't get there, you know, I, I, am a big, I, I, I like protesting. I think it's effective. I think it puts pressure, but I don't think that we can last that way. Rather than trying to fix the systems that are already in place, let's fucking smash them and create new ones. And that's where I come in. And that's where I'm here to help you guys. Because if you can, I can elevate you and I can help you with your businesses and you can quit your soul-sucking day jobs and really go towards doing something that feels fulfilling for you, that you're giving back to the planet in some way. And um, you know, it's a conscious business that is going to be what changes the way we do things around here. If we can create sustainability around our gifts, Whew, then we don't need any of the c- crappy shit that they're offering us in this old paradigm, in this old system of capitalistic oppression and um, you know, just total disempowerment. So we don't have to buy into that, guys, but it means that you really need to challenge yourself and you need to step into this space because only you can do it. And I can be here holding the door open, but I will not carry you through it and that is because i know you can you can do it yourself so i'm here and i'm excited to dive into so many topics with you guys um I want to, before we, you know, and I'm looking at this now as I'm recording and we dove deep. So I really have to look and check and see. We might have to split this into two episodes, but I do want to um, go over what is a conscious leader and go over some bullet points that I wrote down here in my little notebook when I did my brain dump today. Um, Guys, I totally recommend doing a brain dump once a week and getting out everything that you need to get out to organize yourself. Uh, But, you know, what is a conscious leader, guys? Okay, this is super important. So write it down, take some notes. Someone who, and this is my opinion, again, totally my opinion, and I'm, sh- I'm definitely missing some points here, I'm sure. So a conscious leader to me is someone who really wants to contribute to the greatest good. Someone who has done the inner work, has done the shadow work, or is doing it, and is really transparent in who they are and is ready to step into full authenticity in this process they're they're in the dirt as much as they're in the light and a conscious leader is someone who has a tremendous amount of self-love and self-compassion but also has self-responsibility and self-responsibility is such a huge part of my teaching self-love because self-love isn't just do everything that feels good it also means stay aligned Stay fucking aligned. That is so important. Above all, stay aligned and stay in your integrity. So it means taking responsibility with compassion for yourself is like, hey, I'm a human being, you know, it's not the end of the world if I made a mistake and hurt somebody, but taking responsibility for your part in things and um, and being vocal about that so that you can live in alignment, in transparency and feel like you can be your true self all the time without any kind of shame or anything holding you back. Um, when we as conscious leaders, make mistakes, it is so important to mirror that it's a healthy thing to take responsibility and that we don't have to cover it up because we're filled with shame, but we know that shame will come up and we still take responsibility because that ultimately is the, the, Best decision for the greatest good, and ultimately, what will make us feel so in alignment, even if it's uncomfortable in the moment. So, self responsibility, guys. I encourage you if you're on the self love journey and you are all love and light, and you are not looking at your shadows and not taking responsibility for the shit that you're con- contributing. <laughs> please do. Um, it's hard, but it's you're gonna feel so much better after. Um, the other thing about conscious leaders is that they are always a student. This is so important, guys. I am always a student. I am always taking classes, reading books, talking to other people, um, especially people who are not in my world, who have other opinions that don't agree with me, and really uh, learning, learning as much as I humanly possibly can all the time, and understanding that I'm imperfect and that it's okay, right? So conscious leaders, in order to stay conscious, to stay in this space of you know i'm approaching everything i do with openness and from a place of love we have to also understand we're going to make mistakes and we're going to learn so part of the conscious leadership mentality is i am always a student and i'm always here to learn um i'm never the expert right i don't have to know everything compassion first again compassion and empathy first is what leads conscious leadership and some kind of connection to yourself, to source, to the universe, to God, whatever you want to call it. I would say that this in, a, f- a feeling of interconnectedness is really needed in conscious leadership. That this feeling that we are all one, we are all here to help and support each other, and we are all connected. In that one thing that I do, will or anything that I do, really affects other people. It, it affects the you know uh, realm of history. It, it sets things in. And so the idea that we're all interconnected and that we operate from a mindful place that everything we do has an impact. Um, The other thing is that I want to talk about is that service-based. Okay. So service-based, yeah. We want to come from the heart. We want to come from a place of how can I help? How can I serve? What is needed right now? Conscious leadership isn't about, hey, I'm not just, not just about, I should say, being so self-aware that we don't hurt other people and, and kind of vomit our own stuff onto other people. But it's also, um, you know, understanding that we're here to help and serve and ask people what they need. Like, don't make this about you. Make your business about how can I support other people? What are they asking for? Where is the hole? Where can I fit myself so that I can support and uplift my community? And that is where conscious leadership differs from just straight leadership, where you're just kind of like, where's the opportunity versus where's the opportunity for them, for my audience, for the people that are looking to me for support. And as a leader, you're going to be a trailblazer. This is a huge thing. Something I was really scared about was that as a mental health coach, I was really going out there on a limb, you know? I had never coached before. There was nobody else at the time calling themselves a mental health coach. I was the only one. I looked everywhere, and um, but it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. I wanted to coach people, not do therapy, but coach people on how to have great mental health from a holistic approach. So. I was a trailblazer for that. And I was really expecting a lot of pushback from, especially from professional colleagues. What I found was nothing but support. (laughs) And uh, to this day, I'm so grateful for everybody's support because I um, probably would have gotten in my own way and stopped if I felt like there was a lot of pushback. But, um, but there wasn't, and so I want to encourage you. If you're doing a method of healing, if you are um, putting together your own modality, your own methodology that works for you, that you really believe in, that isn't something that other people have necessarily awoken to yet, still do it. It's still powerful. It's still needed. Um, if it feels like it's in integrity for you, then it's going to work. And so you might be a trailblazer. And this is part of the conscious leadership is that you're going to do something that's never been done before. You're going to try things that haven't been tried. You're going to um, promote new ways of being and healing. And this is why I'm so specific about who I call into my programs, because I want you to be ready to step into these spaces of radical healing for the world. And that means being a trailblazer and, and living in your gifts and what is meant for your purpose. And that's not going to look like a cookie cutter mold of what a traditional therapist or coach or healer looks like. So the last two things I think are probably the most important. So you need to have a willingness to be fully seen and to use your voice even if it's unpopular. So this goes back to even the trailblazing stuff. You know, you're going to be doing things that are new. You're going to be sharing ideas that are your ideas that may not jive with everybody else, but you need to still be willing to be fully seen and heard and not back away from what it is you're here to teach, what it is that your soul is here to gift us with. So... That willingness to try to fail, to be fully seen um, in all of your integrity and all of your dirt and pain and messiness, um, that is really one of the the cornerstones of being a conscious leader. Let us see your humanity. Let us us be a part of your journey because we're we're all on our own journeys. And to be able to witness someone else, giving themselves love and compassion and and showing up for themselves, then we can maybe show up for ourselves just a little bit easier. So the last thing I want to leave you with in terms of conscious leadership and what does that mean is that there are four words that I really think about um, when I boil it down. So ethics, ethics, integrity, grit, and heart. So conscious leadership: ethics, integrity, grit and heart. Write those down, guys. So those are kind of my four cornerstones that I like to work with my um, clients on. As long as you are following you know ethics, integrity, getting in that grit, that elbow grease, going after your mission, not letting people stop you, throwing in that heart and compassion and empathy for yourself, for your clients, for the world, you will be unstoppable. So I'm really excited to take you on this journey with me. I believe that healers and uh, light leaders, light practitioners, therapists, coaches, those of us who have gone through our own darkest moments and have brought ourselves out of them and are still working and healing on ourselves every day, you know, we are the most important people in the world, in my opinion. We, we give a lot of people a lot of our money who don't actually want to do such amazing things and who aren't worthy of it. So I want to shift the paradigm and I want us to really value the work that we do. And that starts with us valuing ourselves. So think about, are you living life on your own terms? Are you living in integrity? Does what you're doing, does it feel like it's working for your soul? Does it feel like it's where you want to be do you want to be a healer? Are you a healer? And do you feel like you're not in a space where you're in, in alignment? And you're kind of like I don't know what I'm doing, or you're undercharging and you're seeing a million clients and and not able to you know pay your bills easily and and not and wondering why, wondering why you're you're not claiming more for yourself. I want you to think about it. Just because you know society at large or culture looks at us and says, "Hey, just you're born with this gift." And then you studied it. But you should want to give back. And you should want to give back for free. Doesn't mean that we have to. When we start claiming our worth and saying, hey, the journey I've gone through has been painful and long, expensive. I've gone to school. I've taken courses. I've read books. I've dedicated my, my blood, sweat, and tears to this journey that's worth so much. And then I'm holding space for someone else and and helping them process and getting resources and tools and walking them through their journey and, and holding space for everything that comes up in that. That's huge. And then that person that we work with goes out and their friends and family start learning and start growing because just by being By virtue of being around this person, they're inspired to to kind of look into their own healing because they're, they're looking at this person and they're saying, wow, this person's doing great. They're happy. They're relaxed. They look very at ease. They have purpose. I want that. And maybe this person shares some of their tools and tips that they learned with their coach or their healer. And maybe these other people that they affect start going on their own journeys. And before you know it, we've amplified and amplified and amplified and amplified. And it all starts with you deciding that you want to be a part of it. So I want you to start thinking about it. You know, we have a couple of of different containers opening up. You don't have to join, um, but they're going to be coming up. And it might be your time to jump in and really try something new and step into a powerful position where you are going to believe in yourself and, and do something for yourself that's going to change the world. And, um, and I think now is when we need our healers more than ever. So I encourage you, really think about it. Think about where you are. Think about what you val- what your values are and what you want to be doing. And jump in and, and sign up for one of our programs if it sounds like something that would be helpful. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I had to say and it was a long conversation. We have our community calls every other week. I want to throw that out there. So if you listen to this and you were like, "Wow, I really want to learn more about my soul's calling. I want to connect with other light workers, therapists, psychologists, coaches. I want to start a business. We're still stuck at home, guys. We're still quarantined. I want to like get online, start a business, get clients." help, serve, feel fulfilled during this time, Um, come on down, come check it out. You'll see on my Instagram and we'll drop a link in this podcast episode for the community call. It happens every other week and, um, and it's free, totally free. What we'll do is we'll help you with your business. We'll do trainings. We'll have Q and A's and, uh, and as long as you just bring yourself in a few questions, it'll be a really good time. So come join us. We have, um, a full product suite coming out for you guys at all different price ranges. So it hopefully should work, um, for you, depending on where you are in your journey. And I would love, love, love to hear any takeaways that you guys have. So be sure to uh, take a screenshot of this episode, show it off on your stories. Let me know what you think, tag me, and I will give you a shout out on my Instagram. Um, And I just would generally love to hear what you have to say. This was... um, a really, really exciting exciting episode and I'm so excited to have this down and to um, be here in this new space and I really thank you guys for being here with me because I couldn't do it without you So as we embark at ohm therapy coaching on this next uh, you know part of our mission, we will be really primarily focused on supporting you the light leaders of the next generation in on your, you know, your healing journeys and your wellness journeys and your personal development and leadership journeys, as well as on your business journeys, as you start your private practices, group courses, and bring your light and healing and gifts to the world so that we can all benefit from what you have to offer and from your knowledge and wisdom and energy. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much again, and we will see you for the next episode. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I am so, so, so excited that you're here and that we are growing together. If there was anything that you took away from today's episode, I would love to hear about it. Take a screenshot, tag me with what you took away and we will repost you. And if you are interested in leaving us a review on iTunes, we are gonna give you a free copy of my Subconscious Reprogramming Workbook. It is an incredible workbook that helps you work through all of the deep programming that happened during childhood that might be holding you back in your life today. So super, super valuable. This is a $75 workbook. I'm willing to just send it to you for free because I would love to hear your feedback on iTunes reviews. So shoot us a review, take a screenshot and DM us with a screenshot of your review and we will send you a free copy. The Light Leader community calls are also up and running. I'm so excited to be providing a completely free space for all of you guys to come connect learn grow and step into your light leadership these calls are every other Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. Eastern and I will be dropping the zoom link in my emails for my email list so if you are not already on the email list head on over to my page at om underscore therapy underscore coaching on Instagram and and click the link in my bio to sign up for the email list. You will be on the list for all of these community calls. You can pop in whenever you'd like, ask us questions, and we'll also be providing trainings to help you do all the deep inner work to step into your leadership and also the practical stuff to help you set up a business. It's going to be amazing. So come join us for that. The first call is going to be this Thursday, August 20th, and every other Thursday moving forward. And lastly, we have the OLA Ignite program. Yes, this is going to be launching its second round 2.0 coming up September 1st. So September 1st, we're opening the doors for enrollment and October 1st, we begin the next round. So I'm super excited. All of my light leaders who went through this round just found tremendous success, financial freedom, personal freedom, confidence, and they're just changing the world in such unique ways that are so aligned with who they are as human beings and as soul leaders, that it's just amazing to watch it happen. And I'm just so excited to provide this container and support for you. There are going to be guest coaches, Ohm specific co-coaches, me, a 12-week online course, group calls twice a month, one-to-one call support, and it's just a constant, constant hype-up. So come join us. If you are a female light leader, I am calling on you to join our community. So we launch enrollment September 1st. Keep an eye out and we will keep you updated with all the latest. Thank you again for joining me. I am so happy to connect with you and keep coming back and letting your powerful light leader shine. We love you. We see you. We need you and we honor you.